Blog Talk Radio. I think we're live, Rick. Week three, September 25th. Asylum football inside slant. Yeah, you sounded very guarded with your introduction there. <laughs> let's hope let's hope that we can. I'm trying to get into the chat room here. We are having technical difficulties. If I can get into the chat room, at least I can find that if we're being so, heard. So you're not even in the chat room. Haven't gotten there yet, all but right. we've got all kinds of issues. But never you mind. Hopefully you're here in the show. Be a part of the show. 646-668-8488 at Asylum Football on Twitter. And hopefully coming to a chat room near you very soon. Indeed. But, uh, you know, week three, I'm starting to feel a little better, Rick. And what I mean by that is week one and week two are, to me, gruesome. Yeah. We're We're starting to get the idea of who sucks, and who doesn't. And, uh, well, besides that. um, Okay, Scott Fish says that he can hear us, but there's no chat room. Well, the chat room is up, Scott, so I suggest you try to get into it again. Um, I finally got into it just now, so um, try to get into that if you're listening. So at least we can be heard. So let's just get rolling. Yep, they're starting to pour oh. into Okay, now they're starting to come in. All, All right, right. Here save we go. the day. It, it hasn't been pretty. One of those typical blog talk Sunday mornings, right, Rick? We seem to deal with this all the time. Uh, Connectivity issues, it's blowing out our soundboard. Every, nothing's jiving this morning. But hopefully we sound good. Hopefully yeah. we're all right. Let's move past it. Let's do a show. Let us know in the chat room if you're having any trouble. Yeah, yeah, grab some coffee, grab some liquor, beer, whatever. Um, Make that coffee Irish for me after the way this morning's going. Oh, yeah, no doubt about it. And um, I don't know what, you know, with with Scott's profession, maybe a Pepsi or Coke or something, you know, (laughs) and you can make like a little tower of cases and... Well, don't you get in trouble for that now? Isn't that offensive, depending on what kind of tower you make it out of? That was a thing. You remember seeing that? I haven't, did not see that. But, yeah. uh, well, we won't get into nah, it. We, let's get, let's get rolling. There's too much going on here. All right. We'll start out. Let's just read the injury list. It's two pages long. Just... That's the hurricane of injuries coming through. Yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> ugly. You know, one I do find interesting, I'm going to start sort of off the reservation, something you wouldn't think would be relevant to fantasy football. But bear with me here, Rick. Clay Matthews and Morgan Burnett out this week against the Panthers. Lions offense is you know, typical Lions, right? In week one, we're looking at them saying, wow, this is the Lions and Matthew Stafford. We expected to see this no huddle we were all excited about. Then last week, you know, just horrible. Tough matchup going into Lambeau. But, but two of the best defensive players for for Jack, or for Green Bay, Bay going to be out. So could bow well for your Lions. And everybody's scratching for, you know, you're looking at a Theo Riddick. You're looking for a as disappointed as Golden Tate's been, could be some opportunities there. In a game, I think Detroit's ultimately going to lose, but it could be some opportunities to move the ball on offense. Yeah, and, uh, you know, and that's a perfect segue to a question in the chat room. But before that, um, uh, another chat room member, Days and Confused, you know, you know, RIP Jose Fernandez. I yeah, mean, that's you know, he, sad. He, 
Yeah, I mean that's just horrible. You what? You said he was supposed to be starting today. Well, I think he was scheduled or, to start. They had pushed him back till Tuesday for some reason, and then so I mean went out boating last night. I don't know. With no cert, no details have been released. But they found his boat capsized. They found three bodies. One of them wow. being Jose Fernandez. That that's a terrible. That, that kid had a nice long career ahead of him and an all-star career and hate to see it. And I'm sure more details will come out, but yeah, at no this doubt. point it, it doesn't matter. It's shocking news when, when a professional athlete at the top of their game, something like this happens. Oh, just a young human being. Well, you know that, I mean, that, that, that's the thing too. And, you know, condolences uh, to his family and, and loved ones and so forth. But uh, yeah, just a sad story. And always but, something, one of these guys, I think, on his fourth attempt, three unsuccessful attempts to defect from Cuba, finally made it over. So the kid been through hell to become what he had, makes it all the more impressive what these guys accomplish and gone way, way too soon. 24 years old, I believe. Yeah, I'm that's not real sure, but I think as well. I'm 24 or 5. Yeah. Absolutely unthinkable. So I hate to see that. Yeah, you sure do. But, uh, you know, moving on, um, we're going to start uh, – you were talking about Green Bay and Detroit. There's a question in the chat room. Eli or Matt Stafford? Ugh. To me, with, with the matchup at home against Washington, you give me Eli. Yeah, he's steady, I guess, I guess is, is what I'm going to say here. He's, he's going to be too consistent there. I was so disappointed with that with that New Orleans game last week. You know, I, oh, yeah. I didn't expect, like a lot of people did, for them to combine for 100 points again like they had in 2015. They never quite lived up to that billing twice. That was one of those freak games. I think this may have just been a freak game. Just Those games tend to go the opposite. How many times have we sat here and predicted a shootout that ended in the teens? This happens. But Eli going up again, Victor Cruz, I think, is the – we were talking about it before we went on air, Rick. Victor Cruz is the X factor here. Finally bowing to public pressure, deserve it or not, I'm not going to get into that. Josh Norman's going to shadow Odell Beckham. So now Victor Cruz looks healthy. He looks like the Victor Cruz he was, it feels like, 15 years ago before all these injuries started. Now Brashad Breland has just been skewered and just tortured – through two weeks by everybody's covered. So Victor Cruz, I think, is going to open things up, even if they can somewhat limit Beckham, who's been a disappointment through two weeks. We need to maybe yeah. this week. Well, on let's the not show. forget, we also have Shepard in the mix as well. When you have three weapons that are healthy at Eli's disposal, right? You know, that puts a, a real, you know, you don't have to force it to Beckham. Like he seemed to have to the last couple of right. years. You know, your only other option was Reuben Randall. You know, we saw how, how that worked out when he got on a worse Eagles team and right. couldn't make it to school. And, and doing what I do, you know, because things remind me of other things. We were talking before we came on the air. Now, how bad has the Andre Williams train derailed? I mean, you <laughs> you are picked up after being cut by the Giants by San Diego, not a real rushing juggernaut to start with, although they're starting to pick it up a little bit. Yet you lose one of your key components in the run game in Danny Woodhead. And so you would think, you know, any running back is a premium. Warm body. (laughs) But, uh uh-uh. Yeah, we need somebody to fill in for uh, Antonio Gates. Andre, hit the road, buddy. See ya. Yeah, well, it's... (laughs) 
three yards in a cloud of suck. You know, we, we I don't John know Green was, all over again. But he was about one point four in a cloud of suck, yeah, and he, he had that one good game. So, all right, yeah, but I agree. It, it's Eli Stafford. There's risk there. Stafford. We've had two examples so far of what Matt Stafford and that Lions offense can be. I think it's going to be a good week for Detroit this week. But Eli, I think, is a real, real safe bet, and I'm going to play it safe there. Yeah. Here we go, the Brian Westbrook of 2016 in the early 2010s here, Rick. Julio Jones, questionable with a calf. Now it was an ankle last week. Now it's a calf. Yeah, are you going to sit him? No, you're not. Against New Orleans? He's going to play. You know, he's expected to play. But he's going to just drive you mad every week. And he he does look limited. He even looked limited in week one. He's still putting up numbers. He's still getting it done. But you can tell he's nicked up. I wonder if these are going to amount in – and lead to some missed time later on. But for right now, if they say he's going to he's going to yeah, play. You, don't, you hope it doesn't turn into that that one Brandon Marshall year. I forget what it was like thirteen or fourteen, right. where he just he only ended up with like I don't know seven eight hundred yards, something like that. Just he just couldn't get on the field, and that's actually when Chicago moved the football a little bit. But <laughs> um, we better get in the chat room Ooh, again. We right. have a one point PPR start one Riddick. Ivory, Fleener, Shepherd, Pitta. Fleener, Shepherd, Pitta. Oh my goodness! All right, so let, let's. I'm going to work backwards here. I'm going to eliminate Ivory. I, I don't know what I have in Chris Ivory yet. How right. how limited he's going to be? Kobe Fleener stinks. It's just pure and simple Fleener. I want no parts of him. He'll be the one I'll have on his on my bench when he breaks out. I'll eat that one week, and we'll go forward. I eliminate Shepard here, Rick. He's third fiddle. Victor Cruz is back. He's had some nice games. He's been very Tajay Sharp-like. Maybe what, 118 last week, I yeah, believe it was, yeah. in that 19-13 whatever well, that, game it was. Yeah, you know? one, of, one of those weird games. Pitta, I think, is the real deal. Flacco's done this with Pitta before exactly, and, and with, with tight Pitta. ends before. Riddick's basically going to be the only guy in ta- game in town. He's intriguing to me. This is, this is this just is very 50-50 tough question. here. I'd wonder who his tight end is. I'd almost like to start start Riddick in this. I assume this is a flex by this list we got, and I think Pitta well, may tight start. ends are either Fleen or Pitta, so you have to have Pitta. I would assume. Well, I see what you're saying. Yeah, so I'm okay, assuming right. this is a flex spot, so you right. must have yeah, a studded yeah, yeah. tight end. So the question might be there. I'm going to lean slightly, ever so slightly, towards Riddick running the ball, catching the ball out of the backfield. It's really close for me, but I, I'm going to go Riddick. Yeah, it's extremely close. I do like Pitta a lot. Um, I, I'll go with you. I'll go Riddick fifty-one forty-nine over Pitta. And, and quite frankly, I like Shepard a very, very close. I've got him right there with Pitta. I mean, I think all three of those would be good starts. Ivory, I'm like you. I don't know what you're going to get. You don't know how much playing time he's going to get. He's liable just to be a workhorse today. We just right. don't know. But I think I'd rather wait and see when you have a Shepard, Pitter, or Riddick. I mean, you know, I, I would take one of those guys. And, and just to save confusion, I'll go Riddick with you. Just very close. PPR, McCoy or Sims? Sims. Sims. McCoy's on when we get, if, if we get to it, which is why I'll say it now, McCoy's at my sit at running back this week going against Arizona. I think this is going to be one of them grinded out games. We were talking about it before we went on air, how close that line is. I, I think this game's going to be closer than most folks would expect. Arizona coming across the country, playing along, 
on that one o'clock game. It's tough for most of those West Coast teams. It seems to have affected them the most over the years. But LaShawn McCoy's not going to get it going. Sammy Watkins is out. You're going to have – they're going to take away the running game. You're going to let Tyrod do what he has to do with those nine no-name wide receivers that are left after Sammy Watkins goes. So I'm sitting McCoy, so that leaves – hell, I don't even remember who the other guy was, but I'm <laughs> sitting McCoy. Yeah, Sims. Sims, yeah, yeah. I love Sims this week. Workhorse, workhorse. But he's got a tough matchup against that L.A. defense, too, as well. So, but, but I bet you he catches six passes. That's at very a minimum, possible. At yes. a minimum. Okay, we have a standard question. Okay, and we need a flex. All right. And this is very tough. This is uh this is the guy in the chat room that is just damn he's good. He's that damn good. He's all that right. good. He's in a four team league and that's why he's got all these stuff <laughs> on his on his team. Yeah. No, we got Diggs. Okay. Decker. <laughs> Marvin Jones. Inunwa or Matt Jones. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out Matt Jones. Yeah, he's out right off the bat. I love Decker, Annie Nunwa actually uh, with with the health problems of, of Brandon Marshall. I have my answer already. While you're thinking about Look, it, you right. go ahead. The fact that it's a standard makes this Decker for me because he is the surest bet to get in the end zone. I think Marvin Jones is um, Diggs is certainly going to be PPR dependent in, in a tough matchup. Look, it was great. Diggs is the number one guy there. He's going to see a ton of targets, but I think he's going to be more reception dependent to put up the real big. Now, I don't foresee him putting up 140 against Carolina. And that Carolina game with everything going on in Charlotte right now, Rick, I get worried. You know, we, there was the timeline on NFL Network this week about what uh, New Orleans did to to Atlanta right after they reopened the Superdome. There's something when a city's in mourning, when a city's, city's hurting and, and, their team, and their team is playing, that team comes together and rallies. And I, I think Minnesota could just get blown off the map today is basically what I'm saying. So Jones is interesting, but in, uh, in a standard league, Decker's going to find the end zone more than likely. I'm going Eric Decker here. I'm going Decker, Diggs. Decker, Diggs, Jones, a new uh, Jones for me. Yeah, I, I, think, I, I think so. Uh, you know, I, Jones is intriguing, but I really like Decker. Uh, he's got the chemistry with, with uh, Fitzpatrick. And, um, you know, a comment in the chat room, Port Matt Jones, everyone throws him out. Well, I can't help it. You know, Matt, get off your ass and start performing, <laughs> and maybe we'll, uh, you know, recommend you here once yeah, in a while. He, he had a decent little week yeah, last week, but this I isn't going to be a grinded-out classic NFC East game. That's not who either of these two teams are. It, it's going to be Cousins. It's going to be Eli flinging it around. It's going to be all about Odell versus Josh Norman. Look, New York went out and spent $100 million on their defense last year, and it's starting to show. They're, they're playing a decent little brand of defense. Washington has no commitment to the run whatsoever. If they had commitment to the run, you might be able to get this kid going if he didn't get hurt after the sixth touch because that tends to be his M.O. as well. So I think in a list like that in a standard league where you tend to be chasing touchdowns a little more, it's Eric Decker by a little more than a nose for me over a dig. Okay, one more here. We'll get rolling here. And, yeah, I can't believe this is your only choice either, pal. But Derrick Henry versus Oakland or Kenneth Farrow at Indianapolis, PPR? It's got to be Henry, right? We, we at least know what his role is going to be. Maybe bust one for a touchdown. 
DeMarco Murray has surprised me in, in as well as he has succeeded. And I think that's what's held Henry down. I'm going to go Henry here. Yeah, Farrow, you're getting way too deep for me in, in a one-week deal. It's simple. As yeah, that. I'll go with Henry as well. You know, I, I think that's the most logical choice. You, you can get burned, you know, with a, just a weird day if he doesn't make that big play or whatever. Right. But I think that's the safest and most logical choice. All right, let's get rolling. All right, let's keep moving. Of course, your boy Jamal Charles looking like he's going to be out again today versus the Jets. Here's a big one, Rick. Willie Sneed questionable on Monday and apparently sincerely and legitimately questionable. We don't know if he's going to go Monday with a toe injury. This is a time I try to avoid, you know, unless you have a Michael Thomas and or somebody is, who. This is exactly where you're getting into this new rule that really sucks. <laughs> With the no probable well, question. Right. Event. If you don't have a probable, you know, legitimate probable, you can't really, you know, legitimize the questionable, you know, designation. It, it's weird. You know, he's questionable. So now he's. He's not 70 or whatever it was, 50 to, you know, yeah. 50% to 74%. Now it's 50 to 100. Right, right. So, and it's crazy. So, yeah, you really have – and you have to look at Muhammad Sanu. I want to check on him before we get much further because I know he had a little bit of an issue as well. Yeah, so. we're, we're going to deal that all through Atlanta. Doug Baldwin, TJ Lockett, not on the injury report. They are going to go. However, Thomas Rawls will not go, dealing with a shin contusion of all things, Rick. For that to still to keep you out of a game a week later, that must be a nasty contusion, just nasty. Well, let's face it. I mean, you are playing football with 300-pound men, and there's not much meat on your shin. Yeah. And I tell you what, a shin contusion is basically a bruised bone. Right. If you've ever had a bruised bone, they are extremely painful. Yeah, so so we got about one half of Thomas Rawls. It's already setting up to be a disappointing year. Yeah. Kristen Michael, you know, in most weeks I'd say slow your roll, don't get too worked up. But with all the injuries at running back, I think Michael's a real nice play this week. And a good, good matchup, a really good matchup against San Francisco. We'll just see, you know, I think you're going to see a lot of disrespect for Russell Wilson defensively, and it could be, you know, it could be a lot of eight men in the box for Michael. Doug Martin, of course, out with that hamstring, Rick. We, we already talked about Sims. I think he has a nice week. It's a tough yeah. matchup, but he's going to see the ball a lot through the air. All right. Uh, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, you know, we were talking about uh, uh, Muhammad Sanu. You know, he does have an ankle issue, issue, but he did have a full practice. He expected to play. You know, you hate seeing these ankle things with a, with a receiver, but if he's a full practice, I think he should be good to go. So, you know, if you're in a situation like we were talking about with the injury to like a Willie Sneed or somebody, it might not be a bad fill in there. Yeah, no doubt. Arian Foster going to be out with the groin, Rick, so you're down to your boy, maybe. Well, he's going to get the start. I don't think he's getting the start, however. Ajayi. It's a shame because, I mean, you know, you know that that's what he wants to do. Ajayi. Well, and if he doesn't, he may have a big hissy fit and get himself cut or something. Ajayi. Go ahead, push it one more Well, they time. can always bring in Andre Williams yeah, to well, replace Ajayi. Well, all the talk at the beginning of the week, Rick, was your boy Ajayi was going to be the man going into this week. And now reports coming out, a source told Ian Rappaport, that they're going into the game with Kenyon Drake as, as the starter. So I think Ajayi gets plenty of work. It's a really favorable matchup. That's what, that's what makes it especially tough here 
you know, I, th- I think if you're in a situation, if you're dealing with injuries, Ajayi, you could you could probably plug him in, especially in a PPR, and hope he's that guy everyone thought he was two years ago. But I think Kenyon Drake gets a gets a good amount of work as well, so that'll be something. Just as I think either one will be a desperation play, quite frankly. All right, we have another little chat room question here. Rank them uh, in PPR: Kinnan at Carolina. All right. Dwayne Washington at Green Bay. Gio Bernard at Denver. To me, Gio is number one easily. I mean, uh, he seems to be emerging as the go-to guy for the outlet passes and so forth. So in PPR, I think he's very valuable. Probably Washington would be second and McKinnon third. I, I mean, Carolina defense, you covered some of that. You know, I think it could be an inspired Carolina yeah. defense and – Asiata gets a lot of that work down in the red zone. So, right. I mean, I I think McKinnon's third on that list. I'm going Geo Washington, McKinnon. Yeah, if the matchups were different, if it was just a normal week, if you're telling me going forward, right, and everybody's going to continue to be out, which I think on this list is going to happen, I think this for me would, for the rest of the year, would go McKinnon, Bernard, Washington. However, this week, I agree with you. I think it's going to be tough, tough sledding for, for Minnesota. I really yeah. buy into this type oh, of You're thing. much higher on McKinnon's potential than I am. I, I yeah, just, you, you hate Jared I don't McKinnon. hate him, but I don't I mean, know what I, he ever did. I you. saw what happened the last time Adrian Peterson blew a knee out, and um, – you know, I mean, it was Matt Asiata that got yeah, he gets all the, the ball. Goal. Well, he, he also the got the bulk mark. of the fantasy points right, as well. Right. So, I mean, I just don't – unless he's really starts breaking out, I think we're going to see more of the same. Yeah, yeah. And Bernard only due to his ability to catch passes. He isn't going to run the ball. Jeremy Hill can't run the ball. Cincinnati can't or won't run the ball. But Bernard, he's going to catch a lot of passes, especially in the absence of Eifert, which is why I like him this week. Going up against Denver, you're going to have to do something creative to move the ball because Andy Dalton isn't going to have time to hang out in the pocket and wait for A.J. Green to to uncover. (laughs) You know what I mean? So you're going to see a lot of quick stuff to Bernard, I think, is why he's the play this week. Okay, in a standard leg, we need a replacement for Antonio Gates. All right. And the best free agents out there are Tammy, Wolford, Ebron, and then and he added Jesse James. Okay, now that that just got tougher. Yeah, it got a lot tougher. Ebron's pretty questionable going into this morning, so I'm only going to mess with him. Walford, fine. I was going to stop you at Tammy. <laughs> I was really, too. Really getting now. it done at that offense. Jesse James is, is very, very intrigued. I'll tell you, I'm still going to go Tammy here. He, he's a big part of that offense. The matchup is great. If Sanu and, and Julio are limited at all, I'm going to stop you at Tammy. Yeah, I'll go Tammy one, James a very close two, because I think James is – and I was calling this way back in the spring. He's going to fold right into that Heath Miller role, and Heath Miller's never going to be – Tony Gonzalez, you never have to worry about that. But, you know, Jesse James is, is always a reliable uh, touchdown target. But I'm going Tammy, James, and probably Wolford third. I mean, yeah. like Ebron, I just don't trust at all right now. All right, Rick, let's head to the phone line, 646-668-8488. Looks like we got our boy Jersey in the house on the line. Jersey, good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. How you doing, man? Rolling one on one in one leg, two and zero in the other. Just trying to tweak my team. 
and Junior's team. I heard the talking. Yeah, my kid picked up Cadet. I'm going to have him drop that and pick up Asiata because he's got three guys on week nine by his running back. So he, he picked up and stashed Lewis last week, Deion Lewis. So uh, I'm going to have him do that. Quick question. Uh, my 2-0 and team, I've been running with Minnesota. Been giving me 26 points, 19 points this week. Defense doing good. But I worry about them now that you don't have Peterson in there. Um, again, Cam Newton plays tough at home. I can see him maybe getting a couple scores. Um, I also have Cincinnati. And my logic is you got a rookie quarterback on the road who struggles no matter where he's at for Denver. It's just their defense puts points on the board. Um, do you like Cincinnati at home against Denver defensively, or do you want like, like me riding still with the Vikings on the road against Carolina? Yeah, I, I honestly believe we talked about it a couple times now. I think Carolina is going to absolutely truck Minnesota this week. So right. for, for this week alone, I agree with you. I'd, I'd put Cincinnati in there. Cincinnati can hurt you. And I have them in a lot of leagues last week. And it, when you're, when you're going up against a Denver, when they're scoring 14 points defensively every week, that counts against your defense. It can hurt you, but at some yeah. point, it's going to look like the young quarterback who, who's made two starts in his career. Cincinnati going to Cincinnati is a whole different ball game. Carolina okay. at home was tough, but I think for this week, for no other reason, Rick, I think Carolina just pummels, pummels Minnesota this week. Well, we'll get into that a little bit later. I'm, I'm not as, you know, I, I'll tend to agree, Jersey. I, I think maybe for the one week, Cincinnati might be a better play. And, and to consider right. that you're in a league that Cincinnati defense is actually available. Um, you know, you may be able to pick Minnesota back up later, but if not, Cincinnati's still not bad to hold on to. So, yeah, I mean, I think for one week that might not be a bad play, to be honest with you. Okay, then I'll keep Cincinnati because that's what I have in there. I have them in there. Also, what I did is I did a trade in the standard look. I gave a guy Christine Michaels, and I picked up Jeremy um, – what's his name? Uh, uh, Michael – or not Jeremy Michaels, uh, Jeremy Mack. Because I got the info – I got David Johnson, I got Hill, and I got Tevin Coleman. So I got four guys that I could use starters. Now, D'Angelo after this week may, may and, you know, go down a little bit with Bell coming back, but I only have to start two. I played four this week, and I got 3.6 out of him, and I got nine out of Gostowski. So between Macklin, Hearns, and Sanu, who do you like better? I kind of have Macklin in now, thinking that he may tear up, uh, not tear up, but he may be able to handle Revis. So, but who knows? But what's your take on that uh, between Macklin, Hearns, uh, Sanu in a standard league? Well, you got Macklin. Um, actually, what he's playing at home against the Jets. Yes, yes. and Jets defense is not good on the road normally. I mean, yeah, it's not, on the well, road. it's not the same Jets defense that we've seen the last few years so far. Right, but. Right. Uh, let's see. And who else you got now? The Hearns and Sanu. This is Macklin for me. You got Hearns against against the Ravens in in Jacksonville. And then you got Sanu at at New Orleans. But, again, I played Sanu last week, man. He went south. And he didn't do anything. And week two and week one, he did good, just like Macklin. Macklin did good against week one, shootout against San Diego, but then went against a tough Tennessee defense, and he went to sleep. But he's gotten 22 or 23 targets, called 11 for 124, 134, and a touchdown in the last two weeks. So he's getting targets. So that's a good thing in that respect. You know what I mean? He's being looked at. 
I look at that when I when I start people and see what they yeah, do. That, you know what I mean? That's one reason. I mean, that's one thing. Sanu has the upside with the shootout potential. Um, right. Hearns is very consistent as far as target. He's actually, I think, led Jacksonville in targets even over Allen Robinson. He's not correct. Correct. Andrew, yeah, you're right. Because I have Allen Robinson in my PPR like, and he ain't done anything. But my standard look, I have Hearns. Hearns has gotten more targets than Robinson. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with Bortles because in that league, my PPR like I have Bortles and I have Cousins. So I'm trying Bortles again this week because I don't trust Cousins. Probably Cousins will go off because I won't start him. So, but it's, yeah, it's get, getting back to your question, though, Macklin is yeah. certainly the number one option on Kansas City. So yeah, I'll go with Rick. Yeah, probably Macklin. To me, Hearns. And Sanu is the wild card. I think I think his ceiling is the highest, but his right. risk is also the highest as well. Yeah, why take the risk? It, it, Maglin's the number right. one. Revis is Revis got old this year. It finally happens. So, well, you know they're, they're not going to be flinging around. But this is a standard league as well. Best option for a touchdown. Right. Most, right. Looks, most targets. So yes. Yeah. Now in my PPR, I'm going Bortles again. I heard Bortles is missing two of his linemen. And he's going against the Ravens. Now, the Ravens' defense, again, they play a little different at home. They're tougher at home. They're on the road. <clears throat> Their secondary is suspect. Um, do you like me going with them? Then, go, then going with Cousins? Because Cousins, I mean, thank God at the end, he, he threw for 300 yards. You know, so I got, you know, you, you got a point for every 25 yards. You hit 300 yards. You get three bonus points and a point for six points for every touchdown. You yeah, like he got Bortles the same thing with Bortles last week, too, with a bunch of garbage time. So, I mean, he, he yeah. was over 300 yards as well. So, I think yeah. I'm, I would stick with Bortles. I own a lot of Bortles this year, and I'm going to stick okay. with them until, they, until they're 0-5 and they're just really stinky because I, th- I think he just has a plethora of weapons. And, right. You know, I, I'm really excited, actually, about the um, prospect of Ivory coming back. And I and I'm hoping that he's healthy because they need a power running game. I think to get back on track offensively passing. Yeldon is not the the I bell agree. cow, and they can't really establish that big running game. But I think with that one-two punch, if Ivory is actually okay, you get Ivory okay. and Yeldon back in there. Then I think you're going to start seeing the Robinson and Hearns. And, uh, you know, Julius Thomas open up a lot more and things get a little crazier with the Jacksonville offense. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I, I agree with you. Hey, last question. In my PPR, like, <clears throat> I've been using Ware, <clears throat> excuse me, as my um, flex, but I'm going to use Shepard this week, the guy from the Giants, because I have a feeling Norman's going to be on Beckham. and I, He might shut him down. So I think, I think uh, that that's uh, whatever his name is. Sterling, Shepard Sterling, whatever the guy's name is uh, from uh, the Giants. I got him, that rookie. Um, I'm playing him because last week I should have went by my gut feel and I won. I eked it out. I said, man, Waring is not going to do good against the Texans' defense. And damned if he didn't. If I go with my gut feeling, most of the time I'm right. So I was thinking about sitting where in this PPR league. And I shouldn't have enough to win against what I'm doing. again to stay 3-0. and But you like me playing that uh, – Sterling Shepard guy from the Giants has my flex over where? Yeah, yeah. Against, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, especially okay. in a PPR. I, I like Shepard there. Ware's been a bit of a disappointment after being the darling when right. all the news Jamal Charles came out in the preseason. He's been he's been a bit of a, of a disappointment. They're having trouble moving the ball. Can't establish that running game. You know, we talked about at the beginning. Norman's going to be shadowing Odell Beckham. So now you got Breland right. on Victor Cruz. So that, that's that's two problems right off the bat. Shepard's going to have some room to work there. Yeah, Rashad Jennings is out. Not sure how much of a running game they're going to try to establish. So, so between Vereen and Shepard, there's going to be a lot of scraps left out there. And I think this is a good week for Shepard. Yeah, I agree with Fligger. I would certainly go with Shepard. And, you know, time okay. and again, you've heard us talk in Jersey many times. Yeah. Just because a superstar gets injured, the guy replacing him doesn't necessarily mean that's fantasy gold. I mean, you, you've seen that in Minnesota. I mean, you yep. have Austin Otto McKinnon trying to pick it up. Same with Kansas City. Where is certainly not Jamal Charles. If he was, he'd be starting as well. So, you know, right. it, it, I think Shepard is a real deal, and I like that New York offense. Yeah, they seem to be putting up. They, have, they seem to struggle with the run a little bit. Like I said, you know, Eli, he has no problems throwing the ball. And like I said, they have enough to feed with what's as much he does. So, like I said, I really appreciate you. You know, helped me tweak my stuff in junior. Like I said, I just had junior drop cadet and he picked up uh, Asiata because he has, like I said, three guys on week nine by. So, uh, he just did that because I don't think what's called coming back this year. If he does, he can't come back until week 11 or after week 11. Anyhow, Peterson. So he should be set at least with a bye week replacement that way. But guys, I appreciate all the help. Hopefully, I go end up two and one in my one and one league, three and zero oh in my two and zero oh league, my PPR. And I always appreciate the advice you give me, me and Junior do. And best of luck to you guys this week in your leagues. We'll chat again next Sunday. Thanks again. I appreciate it. All right, great to hear from you, Jersey. Good luck this week. All right, Rick. How are we at in the where are we at in the chat, Rick? We got some catching up to do Let's here. Do it. You know, it's always good to hear from Jersey. But I got a text. Oh, I yeah. love when we get the text. Yeah, I got a couple last week, too. That one here is from Weird. Weird Harold. Yeah. Oh, my man. <laughs> His issue today is Jeffrey, to play him or not. He has T.Y. Hilton, but is not much better health-wise. Or Cole Beasley, who could have a busy day. All right, so Jeffrey Hilton Beasley is the question. All right, this is – Jeffrey is going to play from everything I'm seeing – the Sunday night thing makes me nervous. They could pull the okie doke on you. Beasley, I, I don't know if I'm screwing with that one. So if it comes down to Jeffrey and Hilton, I'm going to go Jeffrey here. I actually think Cutler being out, Hoyer getting the start, you're going to see a little bit of a boost for this offense. I think it's a good thing for Langford. I think it's a good thing for Jeffrey. Looks like he's going to play. He's the number one guy on that list. I'm going to stick with him. I'm with you. I think you go Jeffrey. And quite frankly, I like Cole Beasley second. I I think he is going to have a busy day. And, you know, Cole Beasley has been pretty dependable guy. Um, but I think certainly it's Elshon Jeffrey. I want to take one week to see, and this this matchup will be a good barometer. Hilton's got the nice the nice matchup this week. What does the injury to Moncrief do for Hilton? Does it increase his targets, or does it make it harder for him to get open and actually work against Hilton? With as bad as this offensive line is and the beating luck's taken, I'm nervous about all of these Colts wide receivers. I'm curious to see, and I want to take a week, if I have a better option. I've got a league where I don't have a better option, and I'm playing Hilton, and I'm not feeling too bad about it. But if I have an option, I want to take a week and see what this Moncrief injury does for a T.Y. Hilton. 
This whole Indianapolis club has me scared. Well, yeah, and, that's a and I don't know if Andrew Luck's going to survive the year. Uh, Certainly, Chuck Pagano is, and that's what they're teetering <laughs> with a crazy owner, the the mad tweeter, as I've heard him referred to. This thing could come off the tracks completely at some point and just become a behind the scenes nightmare that could affect the on the field play. Certainly something I'm nervous about for that team in general. Yeah, but, you know, the good news is this week they are playing San Diego. Could get it. Of course, San Diego is a bit of an enigma, too. Uh, you know, they yeah. blow they blow the big lead in week one, and then they just blow the doors off of uh, who was it, Jacksonville right. last week. And yet you saw Blake Bortles pick up some garbage time, which Andrew Luck could do, which means T.Y. Hilton could do as well. Right. So it's not a totally horrible play any way you go, quite frankly. Yeah, but uh, We'll stick with Jeffrey. All yeah. right, let's clean up that chat room. Wick. One we'll more standard flex. Ware, Langford, Gore, or Riddick. Ware, Langford, Gore, Riddick. Throwing Gore out, throwing Ware out. Comes down to Langford, Riddick. I'm going to go Riddick, Rick. I, I, I really am. I, I don't know what to make of Washington there in, in Detroit. This is close. I'm a Langford guy. He keeps getting in the end zone, but nothing else has been there. I think the, this Hoyer starting is going to be a boom for him. I'm 50-50. Why don't you give your answer, and then I'll – I'll go Riddick, yeah. and, and it's right. close with um, with Langford as well and Ware. I, I'm not totally shut down on Ware, but, he, but he's a little too inconsistent. You know, Riddick, I think he's just going to get his work. And Matt Stafford trusts him, especially in the past game. And, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm going Riddick. Simple as that. All right. Well, let's jump in, Rick. We, oh, can, we got oh, another one. Let's do it. PPR flex. Crowder or Britt? i tell you what, I'm going to preface this one. Um, you know, Kenny Britt actually made my start sit. I think he's a good start this week. Okay. And, um, you know, L.A., they're pretty anemic. But Kenny Britt was a bit of a bright spot. I mean, he, you know, he's got all the talent in the world. And I think I'm going to go Kenny Britt in this one. All right. This is a PPR. You know, each of the first two games, Crowder's got six catches. He had the one touchdown last week. He looks to be, Rick, the number one target when they're not throwing that stupid fade to Dotson. And I'm not even sure if Dotson's going this week. Ugh. Yeah, I, I think it's Britt. I think they're going to be able to move the ball a little bit. This one's really, really close. I like the six catches, but they were for 39 and 58 yards, respectively, the one touchdown. I think Britt probably has the bigger upside there. Britt's the upside play. If you wanted to play it safe, if you're not chasing points, if you're playing somebody you're, you're confident you're going to blow out of the water, I might think about Crowder there. But, yeah, I'm going to agree. I'm going to go Britt is the higher upside play. He's got got the much better matchup, and I think he's kind of emerging, Rick, is the number one guy out there. So, yeah, I, I'll agree with you. All right. So let's get rolling. We are finally caught up. All right. Well, how about uh, some start sits, Rick? I will let you start. You can start in anybody position because I don't think we're going to get through all of them here. We need to get to our game picks. Yeah. I mean, like I said, you know, I, I brushed on Kenny Britt, you know, just to let you know, I mean, Tampa Bay is also 28th against the pass, about 316 to 317 yards a game. So, but um, I'm going to go um, Dennis Pitta 
I mean, if you're not yeah. starting him now, I mean, you know, there's been actually been some questions about him as replacements and so forth. He should probably be start uh, a starting tight end on some team oh, just about every league now. Yeah, I think absolutely. And we, we've seen Flacco, he can lock in on that tight end. Hey, it really, really hurt people there. So I, I do. I, I like Pitt. I buy into it if he can stay healthy. And that, that's been the He's knock healthy on this him. week. Right. He can't. He's had trouble staying on the field. Oh, my start of the week, Rick. I'll, I'll tell you what. I was going to give Phillip Rivers versus the Colts, but has that become too obvious at this point, the Colts secondary being that bad? And Rivers may just be an every week start. I mean, everybody who mocked you if you drafted Phillip Rivers on draft day, I think you're getting the last laugh here. I know how you've always felt about Rivers, Rick. He'd taken a dip for me in recent years. I think he's back all the way. I'm going to stick at the tight end position. I'm going to stick with the Chargers with Antonio Gates out. How about Hunter Henry, Rick, versus the Colts? I, I think if you're in real trouble, a Gates owner, and we had that list with Wofford and some of these guys, I, I like Hunter Henry. Yeah, I mean, and you brought up, you know, Phil Rivers. Yeah, I mean, he's taken a dip for me the last couple of years. But basically because they San Diego has disappeared – after about week eight or nine, you know, but he's still fine. This is week three. And Phil Rivers still should be fine. They're throwing up points. Melvin Gordon's actually running the football a little bit. So, you know, and Keenan Allen's out, which is normal. He'll, he'll adjust to that. So, yeah, anyway. Any, what are we talking about? PPR, I got a question in here. Effing Fleener, Monday night, or Pitta? <laughs> Pitta. Oh, you got to go Pitta. Yeah, Fleener, Fleener's Oh, and that's our boy, Dean, who should be getting a stern lecture here, I believe, from last <laughs> week. Isn't that not correct? He picked up Pitta, so I, I think it's Pitta over, because unless he dropped James, remember he had James last week. I think I'd still go Pitta over James, not to answer a question he didn't ask in, in the limited time we have. That here. was the question, wasn't it, Fleener and James Fleener that we were did. kicking around? Right. And you didn't listen to us, I'm sure. But, well, uh, I let him talk me into agreeing with Fleener, so that's probably more on me. But, but no, it, it's Pitta clearly. Fleener, Fleener's right here, and I, I'm holding my fingers about a half an inch apart, since being that this is an audio medium, I need to point that oh, that's out. That's little Uncle Wiggly. Right, right. It's Uncle Wiggly, <laughs> exactly. From, from being from being droppable, all right? There's right. a bunch of stories that come out that Drew Brees and the Saints brass are saying they're going to find ways to get Fleener more involved, which is the only reason I hold on to him. But I, I think I said earlier in the show, Rick, if I didn't, I was thinking it. I can never remember which is which. I'm going to be willing to accept that first week he has those seven catches and two touchdowns. We talked about with Dean last week. I'm willing to have that on the bench. I'm going to have to take a wait and see at, at this point. So that, that's Pitta, not not even close for me. Effing Fleener, to be more to be right. more specific. All right, Rick, real quick. My sit of the week, actually, Derek Carr. If you're here, Here's your word, Rick. If you're streaming quarterbacks – this is I don't week. stream quarterback. No, I know you start the damn guy. <laughs> but this is the week I'm going to sit car down. Going up against Tennessee, Tennessee has been stout defensively. Very, very tough. And I think Derek Carr, Amari Cooper, Latavius Murray, these guys could struggle a little bit. They're not all sits. But Derek Carr, I think, is the type of quarterback you're streaming. And so for this week, your other option may be better. I'm going to sit Derek Carr. I, I don't. I just don't comment on this anymore. Oh, so you won't even give a sit because you're mad. Oh, I have to do a sit. Yes. And if you haven't sat him, I suggest you sat, sit Jeremy Hill. Oh, God. Unless you have absolutely no choice. But, um, 
I don't know what to say about Cincinnati's run game right now. I mean, it's basically it's Gio Bernard is the point getter, and Jeremy Hill gets clobbered in the middle. And, um, you know, it's just, it's just a tough start. I mean, because you probably drafted him fairly high, if, if I would uh, venture to say. I mean, especially if you went with um, – he, he could have been – a lot of times he was your first running back if you drafted three receivers to start yeah. in a three-receiver league, which happened a lot. I mean, but right now Cincinnati's 31st in the league, okay? 31 out of 32. Yeah, that's not good. 51.5 yards per game. Well, not good. I like this. Can't do it. Wow, Rick not Briggs. Not good. Rick Briggs does impressions <laughs> now. You, you are welcome, Aud. Yeah, here's the problem. It's the and per- it's all free. Yeah, it's a perfect storm of fantasy running backs suck, right? It's they're not Number one, they're not even trying to run the ball. And number two, when they do, they're not very good at it. So it kills. Gio Bernard still holds some value because of what they do with him out of the backfield. But what Jeremy Hill, the game he's going to shake it off is against Denver. I highly doubt that. So yeah, and the funny part is, is uh, Jeremy Hill has rushed twenty times for a grand total of fifty-three yards, and and the fact that he's only had twenty attempts in two games tells you something about the run game, right? And Gio Bernard's only had ten attempts. Yeah, so that's thirty between the two they're of them. They're not even trying to run. The no, game. they're not. And so yeah. If, if you haven't, sit Jeremy Hill. All right, Rick, we got 15 minutes before we're going to open up the mailbag. Let's get to our game picks yes, here. Of, of full disclosure, I am already sitting at 0-1. I was one of those non-believers who foolishly picked against the hoodie in that type of situation. I had the Texans. I'm sitting 0-1. You and me both. And I got to tell you this. I made a statement week one or two on the Wednesday show I don't on the Arena Sports Network. I don't remember which it was that I thought Brock Osweiler w- was going to be bad for DeAndre Hopkins. No, no, the coaching staff is bad for DeAndre Hopkins. That was the most – I don't know how much of that you got to watch, Rick. That was the most gutless offense. Oh, it was horrifying. It didn't matter if it was third and two, third and four, third and eight, or third and 20. They were running the ball on third down and getting stopped every single time. They made no attempt to win that game, and it was just absolutely disgusting. It was. It was terrible. They actually looked beat before the game even got going. I mean, I think coaches let Belichick get in their head. If he just goes out and airs it out and try, you knew New England wasn't going to go out and put up 30. I'd risk a couple of turnovers, go out and try to get down the field and get on top of them and then let your defense grind it down and just, just gutless, just absolute gutless football. But that's, that's for Wednesday. But we are both own one and, um, and, Ace in the chat room, we will get to that right at the top of the hour when Scotty Boy joins us. Let's take it now. Okay. We need a standard. All right. Forsett, Drake, Dwayne Washington. Oh, man, that's so tough. You know what? I'm throwing Forsett out. It's Dixon's out again. They're they're not trying to run the ball. It's not Forsett when they do. Forsett, I keep trying to squeeze him into lineups. I'm just not doing anymore. This comes down to Drake or Washington for me. Where's the biggest upside? It, it's it's Drake, Rick, going up against Cleveland. I I, I don't buy into your boy, you know, Ajayi. You know, which button is it? I forget. <laughs> That's your button. Ajayi. There it is. I got it on the first try. You know, it, it it's Drake for me. Cleveland's horrific all around. They have no players left. The players they had weren't good to begin with. I'm going with Drake here because I'm not buying Ajayi. into it. Exactly. I think I'm going to have to go with you. Look, you know, four sets basically in a 50-50 split with Terrence West, and neither one of them's doing that much at all. 
And, um, you know, Joe Flacco loves nothing better than to just air it out. Yeah, I'm going Drake. I think the upside's there. It's a good matchup. So, we're going Drake. All right, let's do it, Rick, here, starting with the 1 o'clock game. Buffalo at 0-2 with a new offensive coordinator hosting your Arizona Cardinals. Oh, I think – I Buffalo's a mess, and I don't care if they're coming across or not, cross country. I think Arizona was PO'd. They stomped the mud hole in Tampa, and I think they're going to do it to Buffalo 34-17. Yeah, I got Arizona. I think it's going to be low scoring. I think it's going to be ugly, but they're going to ultimately win. I think they're going to have to grind one out. But I got Arizona 23-20. I think it's going to be pretty, and they may win it late, but Arizona finds a way. Game we talked a lot about, Rick, with everything going on down there. Carolina hosted Minnesota. Yeah, I'm not into the – I don't think they're just going to truck them like you're saying. I think Minnesota's defense is still Minnesota's defense. But I like Carolina at home. I have them 21-18. I've given my reason eight times already of why. I've got Carolina 33, Minnesota 17. Uh, what I think is the game of the week, Rick, Bengals, my Super Bowl pick, hosting the Denver Broncos. And I'm certainly not agreeing that they're a Super Bowl uh, participant this year. But for Cincinnati to bounce back against a stout, stout Denver defense – and pull one out at the end, 22-20. to 20. Yeah, I think this is ugly. I like the Bengals at home. Whether or not we can agree they're in the Super Bowl, I think we both agree they're a playoff team. This is Trevor Simeon for the first time going on the road against a real legit opponent. I got the Bengals 19-15. How you like there that? There you score? go. I think, I think it's going to be ugly. Uh, Green Bay hosting the damnably frustrating Detroit Lions. And I think it's going to be a typical NFC North game. I think Green Bay and Detroit just kind of go at each other and things will start, you know, things will level out after a rough start. And Green Bay, I think, finally gets back on track a little bit, 31-24. Yeah, there's a lot of reasons why the Lions could be competitive in this game. And I think oh, it'll yeah. be a competitive game. But in the end, I'll take Aaron Rodgers over Matt Stafford, 31-23. Jacksonville at 0-2, my biggest disappointment of the year, at home, back home taking on Baltimore. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, if there is a game that they – you can – Put the old air quotes up there. It's a must win. You don't you don't want to go zero and three even in that crummy division. So Jacksonville has to get it rolling. Whether or not they can or not remains to be seen. But I think this is the week at home. I think they squeak one out twenty four twenty one. Yeah, I'm gonna agree with you too. I think it's gonna be ugly. I think they're gonna find a way. Even at zero and two, they're still in this division. It's that bad of a division. And so I, I think Jacksonville finds a way twenty one twenty. Rick, can't wait for this one. I'll have this on the picture-in-picture behind the red zone, Rick. I want to see every play of Miami hosting Cleveland. Yeah, it's going to be a great game. (laughs) And, um, I I mean, I just can't wait to see. Ajayi. Was a little slow there. Yeah, you get tired. You push that button too many times. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have guy. to move it to a different bank because you've done more than that one out. I think that guy's drinking, man. We I have. Let's do the math here. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So we have 40 sound banks. All we use is the opener and, and IJE. We haven't. T- I don't even know what any of these other buttons. But do, I love right? IJE. Yeah, well, I know that's your hey, button. Hey, but oh, here we go. But our new producer is going to be. Oh, we have a producer coming, coming. into and, and knowing um, the buttons here after a while. And it's not a toothbrush this time. It's like a real human being. Yeah, right. Actually, We're, that's big news here on the assignment. Oh, no We're way. getting a real. We'll producer. call him KK. 
No, we won't call him KK. <laughs> we will not do that. He's kind of big, and he's got that, you know, he's real mild manner, but he seems like he might be able to whoop that ass if he had to. So oh, I don't, there's no doubt I don't about know how, that. I don't know how much we'll poke at him. You know, we'll he, looks, see. he looks a lot like Bray Wyatt. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what he looks like. Or yeah, and he's maybe, not much smaller. Maybe more like Braun Strowman than Bray Wyatt, actually. Yeah, it could be, yeah, kind of a mixture. I mean, he's like mild-mannered, the nicest guy yeah. you ever met, but he, he, he could hurt somebody. Yeah. So so I'll build up to mocking and attacking him. Yeah. I won't do it right out of the gate. Exactly. All right. But anyway, Miami I, I like Miami all over Cleveland, 27-14. I have 27-3. You're giving Cleveland way too much credit. All right, Ray, we've talked a ton about this one, the Giants hosting Washington. I like the Giants at home. I don't think uh, I think it's going to be a typical NFC East game. I don't think it's a blowout by any stretch of imagination, but I like New York thirty to twenty three. Mild upset of the week for me, Rick. I don't have any big upsets. Just the way this division works, and the way sort of Eli Manning and the Giants have worked in recent years. They're sitting at two and zero. This is a chance to take a stranglehold on the division. Washington looks dead. There's all kinds of turmoil there. It just feels to me like Washington's going to somehow win this thing and they just could. screw up those division standings. So I got Washington 27-24, but I don't even think I'd call my bookie with that one. All right, Tennessee, a surprising team for me, hosting Oakland. You know, this is uh... – Everybody's talking about, you know, you, you brought it up, you know, benching Derek Carr and some of these. I, I think Oakland is more powerful offensively uh, in – I think it's going to be a close game. I, I like what Tennessee's doing defensively, but I still like Oakland this one, 24-20. I like Tennessee here being the home team. I don't like Oakland coming across playing that 1 o'clock game. Tennessee plays a good brand of defense. I think they can keep the scoring low, which bodes well for Tennessee. And we don't talk enough about what DeMarco Murray's done in, in two games with the Tennessee Titans. I think he's the difference there as Oakland struggled defensively. I, I think it's ugly. I got 2017. Speaking of ugly, Rick, Seattle and your boy, my new nemesis, Russell Wilson, hosting the San Francisco 49ers. Well, I worry a little bit about Russell Wilson's uh, mobility with his ankle still. I mean, you know how – we those things can linger. Actually, I have not to cut you off. I have a late breaking lineup question. It's from Nick Grieger in Pennsylvania. He's a good friend of mine, okay. Nick Grieger, and he wants to know in in his league, the the Cave Women League, if he should play Russell Wilson against San Francisco <laughs> or take a shot on Ryan Tannehill hosting that awful Cleveland team. Oh, I would take Tannehill you, without you, even thinking about it. You think it. Nick should do that? I think uh Nick's sitting at 0 and 2 in the Cave Women League and he's nervous. He, I hear he's, he's like a real panty panty Oh, race. yeah, he's a he's a yeah. he's an awful human being. Yeah, he has, he has like his head shaved and, and he smokes like these little crack pipe yeah. things and vapes but he likes to vape but he's devastatingly handsome and just has a voice of gold you know he's yeah. got that going for him i will give him <laughs> yeah. that hey if it was me I, I wouldn't even think about it quite frankly uh but anyway getting back to my point i think this is going to be kind of a gnarly game i like seattle 17-3 we're we're on the same boat here. I got seventeen nine. So and go. I think that answers Nick's question, right? If you're only gonna put up seventeen, I don't see him just blowing out San Francisco or well, Nick doesn't. Let's get away from your stupid story. Start Tannehill, you bozo. All right, Nick, start Tannehill. All right. <laughs> Where are we at? Tampa Bay coming up just getting their doors blown off uh, in Arizona, hosting your LA Rams. Well, LA's offense is still lame, I think. I think they'll get back on track a little bit today against Tampa Bay 
but I don't think it's going to be enough. I like Tampa Bay 24-20. I loved what I saw out of Jameis Winston last week. We talked about it on Wednesday while he was just getting a fist shoved down his throat for 60 straight minutes. So I think this is a team in, in Tampa Bay that can come back after a loss like that at home against a bad team. So I agree. I got Tampa Bay 31 to 20 Indianapolis at 0 and 2 and the, the embers are starting to burn. We could have a full fledged dumpster fire real soon hosting San Diego. These are typically the games that San Diego blows, but I, I just can't tell myself I see Indianapolis sitting at 0-3. This team scares me to death. I think I'm like you. I think they are ready to implode. And uh, I like San Diego in this one, 34-24. Yeah, this one's teetering. I I just like Andrew Luck so much. I worry about them defensively. But, But you nailed it off the top. This is the kind of game San Diego coming off a big win, coming against a, a nicked up, Indianapolis team that they should win and they haven't in recent years. I'm going to stick with the trend here. I don't know how good I feel about it, but I'm going to take Indianapolis at home 24-20. The only reason I, yeah, just reiterating, I mean, I, I, man, I don't know. You know. Indianapolis gives up 300 yards pass in a game. I guess Phil Rivers, I, I just don't know if they can stop that. I'll tell you what, this is the swing game for Indianapolis. I think if they lose this one, you could be looking at a four and twelve season, and Pagano fired at the bye, week and everything could happen. I think this is the swing game already this early in the year. I agree. All right, Rick. Here's an intriguing matchup: Kansas City at home hosting the Jets. And that's the reason. There's two reasons. You know, Brandon Marshall's banged up, and Kansas City's in Arrowhead. So I'm taking Kansas City 24-23. Yeah, I was tempted on that one. I think the Jets are just so good offensively with the with what Forte's doing while he's still healthy and he's not going to be for long. We we spent almost an entire segment on that Wednesday. But with the emergence of a new while, you Brandon Marshall's a question mark going to be a game time decision. We didn't get to him in the injury report. But with Eric Decker's doing Fitzpatrick, you know, while the games still don't really matter, this is when he's about unstoppable. I can't pick against the Jets right now until the until the worm turns a little bit. Kansas City still limited offensively, and the defense hasn't blown my skirt up like they have in years past. It's almost impossible to pick against Kansas City at home. I'm going to pull the trigger here. I'm going to take the Jets 33-27. All right. All right. Our Stellars, Rick, heading across this awful state we call home to the just built that Philadelphia is and take on the Eagles. Now, I know that you're uh, you're butt scared, as you like to say, um, about the Philadelphia yes, game because that's been the nemesis of Pittsburgh over the years is playing in Philadelphia. They just can't seem to win. But you know what? I'll tell you what. This Pittsburgh team is very good. Philadelphia, yeah, they're 2-0, but they beat Cleveland. They beat Chicago. That doesn't blow my doors off at all. I like Pittsburgh 31-20. Yeah, look, Philadelphia has been an absolute house of horrors for the Eagles over the year, or for the Steelers over the years. They they rarely go out. It's that and playing the Jets on the road are games they can't win, irregardless of the record. Ben Roethlisberger, he's a it's a whole different ball game with Ben Roethlisberger right now. The rookie quarterback, he has not faced anything. This Steelers defense has been one of the biggest surprises for me going into this season, this bend but don't break. I think they can full Wentz. This is the first legitimate test he's had. I'm going to go with the Steelers. I think by 10, I think they managed to put up their points. I'm going to take 
34-24 here. All right, the Sunday night game, Rick, and NBC really, really got this one right. Wanting to get as many games in Jerry World as they can on national television. We have the Dallas Cowboys hosting the Chicago Bears. And as you fiddle with your headphones over there, apparently Rick's technical difficulties continue. I will start this one out. Like I said, I think Brian Hoyer, this is a a boom for this offense. I think what he did in Houston last year where he had a weapons like Hopkins, he's got a weapons. It looks like Alshon Jeffrey's going to be good to go. I think it looks good for Jeremy Langford. I think Chicago is going to be competitive in this one. I say all that, though, to say that I think Dallas still gets this one done at home. But I think it's close. I think it's a little bit ugly. Dak Prescott, solid but unspectacular. I think uh, putting together his bust for Canton at this point may be a mistake. But I think they find a way. I think it's close. I think it's ugly. I got Dallas 19-13. By the way, I got a Oh, he's back. Yeah, well, I got to figure Chicago's good for 14. Just add the number to the opponent. I like Dallas 27-14. Oh, so you're just going to double them up every week. I like it. Why not? I like it. All so right. They do something to prove prove it wrong. Let's go for it. All right, and Monday night, uh, what should be a fantasy bonanza, which means this will be a 9-6 to six game, <laughs> right. Rick. New Orleans hosts Atlanta. Yeah, I mean, I like New Orleans at home. They got to win, right? Uh, right? I don't know. But um, I think there's just so much firepower on both these offenses. New Orleans' offense is terrible, but Atlanta is is kind of like New Orleans' a, defense. Or that's what I'm. I'm sorry, but Atlanta is sort of akin to a San Diego. You you think they should win yeah. the game, and it, yeah, they don't. I, I'm going New Orleans in a squeaker, 37-34. Yeah, I agree. New Orleans is, can be tough in that dome. This is a matchup they, they tend to torture them with. I think we will get the shootout. I'm going to go ahead and predict it, which we all know how that ends. I got 30-24. to 24. It could be 44-43. It could be 7-6. to six. I don't right. know. But I think New Orleans wins this one at home. All right. So... We are done. Scott says he can't get in. He's trying to connect uh, to call in to get to the mailbag. But we have a few questions in the chat room that we got to get to while Scott tries to pull the string tight on the tin can. Well, and it may be on our end. We had troubles connecting. Well, that's true, too. Scott can't get in. Scott, if you can't get in, feel free to answer him in the chat room, and and we'll read them off. I don't think it's on your end, Scott. We we had – it took us, what, 40 minutes to get connected this morning. We're trying to type in English because I'm not reading your French stuff anymore. He's writing French? Oh, he's he's multi-talented. Wow. Well, I do know that. Noted philanthropist. Yeah. It's amazing. All right. Ladies' man. Oh, yeah, well, <laughs> that goes without saying. Fantasy football guru. I mean, He's got it all going on. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. All right, we need one in a standard. All righty. Gio Bernard, Shane Vereen. Here we go again, Mr. Drake, Langford, and Howard. Vereen, Drake, Langford, Howard. Howard the Duck. All right, in a standard, I'm I'm taking Bernard off the list. I'm taking Howard off the list. With this list, I think I'm taking Drake off. It comes down to Vereen and Langford for me. Yeah. How much is Vereen going to run the ball? Is this Jeremy Langford? It's Langford or Vereen, Rick. This is really tough. 
Oh, and Drake's got a pretty good matchup, too. I just don't know what his distribution of carries is going to be. The one thing with Langford, as poorly as he's done with it, he scored. He gets in the end zone, and he gets the ball every single time. And I think Hoyer – I'm going to go Langford here. I'm just going to shove off. I think in a standard, I think I will, too. I mean, we've said it. We're Langford guys. Yeah, if like, this was God a, knows why. If but... this was a PPR, I'd be sitting in my head debating between Bernard and Vereen, and I think I'd right. go Vereen right here. I think this is Langford in a standard league. I'm going to chase that touchdown that he keeps finding. I think Hoyer helps him out a little bit, and he's going to touch the ball 25 times. I can't say that about anybody else on this list. Ah. So that might be the coward's way out, but that's the way I'm going to go. Give me the guy who's going to touch the ball 25 times. I'll go the same way. All right, we need a uh, standard running back. Latavius Murray, Langford, Lacey. Murray Langford Lacey in a standard. So on that list, I'm throwing Langford out. Don't like the matchup for Latavius Murray going across the country, taking on Tennessee. If it's going to happen for P90X Eddie Lacey, it's going to be this week. I'm going to go. I don't know if you want to call it playing it safe. I'm going to go Eddie Lacey here. As bad as he's been, this is going to be the game if it happens. I, I'm going Latavius. Murray. I knew you would. You love. Well, Latavius the guy's Murray. averaging about five yards a carry, and he's got a couple of touchdowns. He's got seven receptions for 67 yards. I think he's just a. You don't know what you're getting with Lacey. Yeah, I he agree. may get to 20 yards again, and, and I agree. And he's certainly not this huge threat, you know, to receive a whole lot of catches from Aaron Rodgers. I I think Latavius Murray, to me, not only the safe choice, to me, it's the logical choice. I mean, I know it's a little tougher matchup against Tennessee, but, well, I tell you what, until I see something from Lacey, and, and you know, I was high on him earlier, in oh. the, you know, in the preseason, but, ah, it's same old stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm going Murray. All right, I'm, I'm going to stick Lacey, but you could certainly talk me into Langford, or not Langford, Murray. Okay, let's see. Where are we at here? Okay, we need a standard wide receiver from – Tate, Michael Floyd, All right. Devontae Parker. Ooh, I, I don't really love any of those. I think I go Michael Floyd here. The only reason I even question Michael Floyd in this one is because I just think it's going to be ugly. I just I foresee a 21-20 game or whatever I predicted that final score to be. Golden Tate, he's going to have to show me. He, he's sort of off the list right now until I see something from him. And Parker, come on. <laughs> you know, just come on. I'm going to go Floyd here. Yeah, I'll go Floyd. Um, I just I just like the Arizona offense right, better. Right. So, and, and I think the potential's there. So, yeah, I'll go Floyd, Tate, Parker. That would be my yeah, order. Yeah, I think if, that... if you're waffling uh, – yeah, you know, you about Parker at all. I think he's third on my list. So. Yeah, pretty easily. All right, Rick, as I look at the phone bank, I think we finally have noted philanthropist, ladies' man, and fantasy football guru, Scott And Fish. architect. Architect, yeah. yeah. Okay, let's not be knocking the house down, <laughs> Scott. You're in. You start talking now. <laughs> What's going on, guys? Sorry, that was uh... – it was fun trying to get in. Uh, yeah, ladies' man, I had my 11th wedding anniversary yesterday, so that was pretty awesome. That's a that's an impressive run. I could have knocked yeah. out three marriages in that amount of time. I remember 11. 
Well, yeah, you've been married for what, 45 <laughs> a years? A long time ago, man. All right, let's see here, Scott. We got to get rolling here because we haven't even gotten to the mailbag yet or, or through the chat room to get to the mailbag, but we need a safe wide receiver. All right, I like that. That from helps. Wallace, Jordan Matthews, or Sharp in standard. I think safe, what? risky, anything. This, this is Jordan Matthews for me. He's the number one option there. I think the, the, well, I know the Steelers' defense is better than I expected, but they're still willing to give up some yards. Can they take him away? Are they going to try to take him away like they were able to take away A.J. Green? I don't know. I don't know that that's who that offense is, that, they, that defense is, that they can take somebody away. Jordan Matthews at this point is, is about an every-week start for me. Yep, I'm 100% with you. Uh, and plus, I think Philly will be playing from behind against Pittsburgh. Jacksonville is terrible, so Wallace would be a close second. But you, you know Wallace. You know his history. He can disappear for weeks. I'll, I'll take J-Matt as the safest. Yeah, I have to go along with that. You know, Wallace, to me, I, I'm sorry. He, he's a one-trick pony, and he may be gold one week, and he may disappear the next. And, and I don't want really any part of him especially when we're using the word safe so yeah i gotta go matthews on that one all right i think we're okay all right let's hop into the mailbags mr fish you can start this off matt from right here in pittsburgh needs one in a ppr between michael floyd my boy tajay sharp and tyrell williams yeah, I'm still going Tyrell Williams. I think he's going to get a ton of targets. The indie, the indie secondary sucks, uh, especially when uh, uh, Vontae is, uh, you know, hurt or not playing. You know, Gimpy or not playing. I give me, give me Tyrell. I think he's going to get. I think he's going to be a monster again. All, all he needs is one play to make to make a big difference. I agree 100%. I mean, I don't even think it's that close, really. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I, I took the wait and see last week, right? And I saw right. what I wanted to see that, you know, any one of the three of us could start in the Colts secondary this week. It's that banged up. I'll go with Williams, Aaron, what hopefully maybe will be a shootout. All right, Alex in Boston, we need to pick two of these in a half-point PPR, Rick, so get your pen ready. I got We've it. We've got Mr. Anuwa. Okay. Mr. Lockett. Yeah, Michael Thomas or Mikel, since Scott speaking French today, apparently, and <laughs> Dorsett, Mr. Dorsett, popping up in this mailbag a lot this week. You know, I really like what I'm seeing from Anunwa, and uh, you know, he's he's become a real threat. And you know, Brandon Marshall still a little bit up in the air. I think I'd go Anunwa over that. Well, we need in, two. In so oh, we need two. I am so sorry. Okay, certainly not Lockett. Um, read them off one more time. After Lockett, we got Michael Thomas, Sanu, and Dorsett. Mm, Sanu's upside is very, very good against New Orleans, but he's a little gimpy. You know, I still think I'm going Sanu. All right. Really close with Dorsett. With Dorsett, okay. Yeah. In this week. Okay, okay. For me, For Anu me Anu 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 clear cut number one. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then I think Dorsett's going to be my number two. I love uh, I love that Indy Chargers matchup. I do like Atlanta, New Orleans too for Sanu, but I think uh, I think I'd rather take the chance on Dorsett with Moncrief out. I think there's going to be a lot of targets there. 
Yeah, it, it's close for me. I'm going to agree with you, Scott. We'll put Rick out on Sanu Island, but that, that's not too far south uh, of, of Dorset. Uh, Dorset. No, it's, it's kind of like the Hawaiian Islands, yeah. right beside each other. We're yeah. not real far. But away. I, I think Scott hit the nail on the head. It's going to be targets. It's going to be frequency at targets. San Diego should be able to score, so they're going to have to fling the ball around. The success of such remains to be seen, but I, I'm going to – I've sort of been my theme of the week i'm going to take opportunities over potential success with those opportunities because i'm desperate rig and that's what i need all across my league all right ben from pa and a half point ppr needs a second running back jennings well we can scratch that one out so it comes down to vereen hill ajayi or fozzy whitaker this well, is certainly so easy for me, Vereen. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's close. not even a question. I mean, I'm sorry, Ben from PA. I mean, that's that's think up something tougher next week, okay? <laughs> well, if, okay, well, we if have you a have running Rashad back. Jennings in, so if Rashad Jennings and Vereen are splitting, I think that is a tough question. But right. you take right. take Jennings out, Vereen becomes obvious. <laughs> oh, I, I agree, 100. percent Okay, running back from Matthews, Mikel, Michael. Or Gore. Oh boy, I think it's my. You know where I'm. I'm going with Ryan Matthews. That's my my life partner, my man crush. I'm going to go Ryan Matthews here. Keeps finding the end zone. Keeps finding the end zone. Yeah, why do I want to go Michael against San Francisco this week? I, so San Francisco stinks. Well, they they Russell Wilson stinks. Well, the the Seattle offense is so lame. They've got to get something going. It, I, oh, I want to say Matthews, but there's something that you know. I tell you what, I'm going out on a limb. I'm going Michael. All right. Not much of a limb. I'm going Michael as well. Um, I think Michael or Matthews might be the safer play, but I could easily see Kristen Michael getting 20 plus touches today, um, and it's at home. I, I like that a lot better. Uh, give me Michael. All right, there I am. There's a familiar place for me, Rick. Ryan Matthews. Ryan Matthews Island. Yeah. I, I built a permanent structure <laughs> there at this point. You you got a three bedroom condo. I mean, <laughs> I he, do. he does. It's actually fancier than that. I had a photogra- photographer take some pictures of him oh, and Ryan. Oh, Matthews. I can't wait to see that, Scott. I, I really, you <laughs> know, I want to see. You know, you have me with my shirt off on horses. I need to see this condo. <laughs> it's it's lovely. Oh. It's coming. Him and him and Ryan Matthews on the beach. You, you right. won't believe. It. That sounds pretty good to me, Scott. I can't lie. All right, Dan from Maryland. He's got a tight end question: Jimmy Graham, Kyle Rudolph, or Hunter? Hunter. Wow. He has the best matchup. I Kyle Rudolph has just been a target beast for the Vikings, but. Oh, I don't. I don't know what to. I don't know what's going to happen with San Diego. I think Kyle Rudolph is the safe play, and Hunter Henry is the is the pure upside. I'm going to throw a dart play. Yeah, I boy, you, I agree with everything you said. I might go Rudolph here, playing it safe. Hunter Henry's the the big big upside play. But I think I'm going to play it safe with Rudolph. We we talked about when maybe we should put the caveat in if this guy has a pretty strong team or and he's yeah. and he wants to safe play, maybe go Rudolph, but he wants that big splash, you might want to go Hunter. Yeah, we, we talked about it when the trade was made, how much Sam Bradford likes the tight ends yeah. and, and Kyle Rudolph 
with limited success, sees a ton of carries. So, yeah, that's a safe play. All right, Kevin from Northern Virginia needs to know a quarter point PPR, at least quarter and three-quarter. We've seen those. One of these have three-eighths or something. Yeah, I don't like this, but whatever. It's a quarter point PPR. Michael Thomas, Dennis Pitta, or Dwayne Washington in his flags. Well, my five-thirty-second of a point (laughs) PPR – you know, I'll be honest with you. I think until till further notice, I think I'd have to go Pitta in in PPR. You know, if this was full PPR, I would definitely <laughs> be going P- Pitta. Um, Dwayne Washington is going to have his catches stolen from Theo Riddick, so that this quarter point right. PPR makes it a lot closer. I think I'm still going to leave Pitta. I, maybe I just like safety, but. I'm not sure what to what we're going to see out of Dwayne Washington. I'm not sure what the split's going to be. Uh, I think I think Pitta is the safest, nicest option. Yeah, I'll make it unanimous there. I keep waiting for Michael Thomas to get off a little bit. This, this guy, as good as he looked in the preseason, the skill set he has is a perfect match there. But he's just sort of three yeah. catches. He just it hasn't really happened. Now you're for still him waiting yet. for Jimmy Graham to go off in Seattle. Yeah, so, and exactly. it never has happened yet. So I'll keep it. I'll keep it equal there, and we'll go Dennis Pitta. All right, Mac from Massachusetts. Mac's a cool name. I wish my name was Mac, Mac. the Knife. Can we call me Mac? That's that's happening song. Mac right. the Knife. Bobby Darren. See, we got to get the video working so you can see this <laughs> shucking and jiving the old timer just did over there. That that was bad. That was. You don't know what I did last night. What you breathed? I went without aid. I went to a concert. Rick, this is going to mean nothing. Another Taylor to Swift concert. No, no, this is going to mean in the deaf section with the handicapped kids so you can see. This is going to mean nothing to you, Scott. But but we're closer in age. You may appreciate this or or hate me even more for having attended. It was an I Love the 90s concert headlined by Vanilla Ice and salt and Peppa, also with Rob Bass, Tone Loke is Still Alive, and Color Me Bad. It was the best and worst three hours of my life combined. It was absolutely fantastic. Wow. Yeah, Scott, you can talk how much, because, how much I mean, to me, I'm, I have to go hurl, okay? Uh, how much did you pick, get paid to attend that? Like, how much did I, they I, pay you to come? I paid to attend, although I did get there, and they upgraded me from my regular seats to the floor because not enough fools had bought tickets, and they wanted to fill it in for the uh, for the video cameras, I assume. Wow. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that sounds like an interesting You, you have reached people. a new low of patheticism <laughs> that I never thought I'd even see you reach. I mean, it's, not, it, 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 it's just desperate for, what, attention? I mean, what is it? How do I get attention? I don't know because now you're you're talking about it. Tone low. Come on. I mean, I I don't even know what you're talking about. It sounds like a dinner. I don't know. See, Scott knows it. All right, let's keep up with the Yeah, like I'm thoroughly impressed by that (laughs) because Scott knows it. All right, let's move on. You've got to calm down. Where where is, uh, oh, geez, he even left. Churney. Uh, oh, we, I scared it. Even Turney off. Yeah, That's bad I mean, news. he's gone now. I can't even get any defense. All right, I mean, somebody help me out there. <laughs> Calm down. No, let's, let's, you guys are disaster. Well, to, to be fair, Scott sort of attacked me as well. I think he's on your side for this. But let's get back to Mac from Massachusetts. He wants to know. He didn't tell me if it's a PPR. I'm not sure it matters. Should he start Stephon Diggs or AJ Green this week? Wow. Who's his other, his other receiver? Wow. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> 
I'm probably going with Diggs just because uh, I, I'm. <laughs> I think Den- Denver's secondary is a lot tougher. Um, even though Kelvin Benjamin was uh, did well against them, I'd I'd probably take I'd probably take Diggs. It's tough to say either one, but I guess if I have to, I'm gonna I'm gonna start Diggs. Start Diggs. Oh man, I, you know that that's so tough because. You know, it goes against my friend. You know, you, you draft these studs, you got to start them, right? But I, I'm with Scott. I think I, I have to go Diggs. I mean, Diggs is every much in the conversation as a number one as A.J. Green is now. Diggs has elevated himself yep. to that level. So that's where you can look at the matchup. Usually an A.J. Green is matchup proof, but Diggs is now on that level. So I, I'll make it unanimous and we'll go we'll go with Diggs. All right, where are we at? Steve from Ohio in a standard league. Would you go with DeMarco, Murray, or Sterling Shepard in the flex? I think I'm going Murray. Wow. Um, huh. I, I really, really like Shepard. This is a really tough decision as well. Uh, it is. Yeah. I think, I think Murray's just the the safer option but man i in ppr i i think i'm gonna go shepherd just just it's it's risky but i'm gonna go with it just because uh derrick henry has gotten more and more snaps each game and uh if that continues to split more and murray does not score touchdowns i think shepherd could could be the better play it's risky yeah yeah, it, it's intriguing. I'm gonna I'm gonna go safe here. I'm gonna play it safe and go with Murray. There, I think there is a lot more upside with Shepard. I'm gonna play it safe here. We'll put Scott out on Sterling Shepard Island, and I'll go with Demarco Murray. All right, Dan from Maryland. Apparently, we're big in Maryland all of a sudden. Non PPR in a flex. The the first two are reasonable. Langford and McKinnon. I don't know why he threw Pryor in there. So Langford or McKinnon in a standard. Oh, it's got to be Langford for me. <laughs> well, Langford has looked terrible lately, and there's talk of Jordan Howard getting more and more snaps. Uh, Langford is is the guy that you think is going to get the most touches, and there's all this talk about Asiata getting the majority. I'm going to go with McKinnon. Uh, it's probably partial a homer pick, but man, I think uh, I think McKinnon's just I, I just hate Langford, so I'm going to go with McKinnon. Yeah, this is fifty-one forty-nine for me. I am a lot higher on on McKinnon than you are, Rick. I'm only going to take Langford as a stubborn dig my heels in because in questions of these types all morning I've gone with Langford, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with it. But but McKinnon, I I, I like him a lot more than you do. I really do. Well, yeah, I understand. But you know, Scott brought up the point about you know Howard getting more carries but i tell you what i still see asiata getting the bulk of the work inside that red zone mm-hmm. and also and um you know langford's found the end zone even though in pathetic games but i just think langford's a, the safer play all right allen in western ppa has in a ppr he's got injury problems and he needs to start either fozzy or your boy ajayi which way are we going there Oh, me? this one's super, super easy. easy. Oh, it's it's not that many. It's fuzzy to me. Yeah, the, all the talk this morning is that Kenyon Drake is going to start over Ajayi today, and Ajayi is just right. going to be sprinkled in. So give me Fozzie. No, no, no I'm, I'm sorry, Scott. Ajayi. You had to say it properly. <laughs> Ajayi. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> 
Yeah, and, and Whitaker, they, they talk all the talk at the beginning of the week was he was going to be the starter, and then I read a couple stories coming out of Charlotte yesterday that said they do think, and we talked about it Wednesday, Rick, what happened to Cameron Artis Payne. They think he's going to get the ball going. Right, I think you're gonna, right, but who's going to who's going to be getting the passes? And that's, I mean, that's the point. Fozzie's Fozzie the is, guy. is that guy right. out of the you know he's the G of this this. Uh, this outfit here and so yeah i'm to me i don't even think it's close yeah i'm not messing with with ajayi either i'm, I'm with you i'm gonna go whitaker i i don't it's not a good situation to be able well, like you said he's he's got injury issues right. so many of us do all right jeremy in texas he's in a standard league and needs two receivers out of ty hilton doug baldwin mike wallace and mike floyd wallace and floyd yep uh, do we buy Wallace? He's the only one that makes me nervous. I half want to slide Hilton in o- over Wallace. I, Floyd's a lockdown. I hate Baldwin. Are we buying Mike Wallace, or is this uh, ride the wave until it crashes? I don't. It, it's, it's is it 2009 again? I'm not I sure. I buy into Wallace, but like you said, right now with Baldwin with the Seattle offense, oh yeah, I want no part of it. I don't want anything of him until I start seeing them unload a little bit. And Hilton's banged up. You don't even know how much playing time he's going to yeah. get. Yeah, I guess if you factor that. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and throw myself out. We'll agree on Floyd. I'm going to throw myself out. I'll invite T.Y. Hilton to my Ryan Matthews Island. We'll have a whole thing. You know, get a get one of those party balls. Remember when Coors Light used to make those party balls? But I don't drink we'll, it. We'll get one of those, and we'll, we'll have a hell of a good time. All right, Corey in Michigan. Sanu, God, Wallace again. Sanu or Wallace is a flex and a half-point PPR. Wow. See, the thing I love about Wallace is that Flacco's arm is such a perfect match for Wallace. And mm, I kind of like having that Monday night flyer. I know Sanu's, you know, a little banged up, but that Monday night Atlanta-New Orleans game should, and I mean should, have a lot of scoring. I think I'm going to lean Sanu, but, man, I I really do like Wallace and that matchup with Jacksonville. Yeah, I, I'm going to agree almost for that. Look, I picked against Wallace everywhere else. I just don't buy it. You know, Jacksonville's a nice matchup. Sanu's healthy. I like that second back in – or that second receiver in Atlanta in what should be a shootout. I, I'm going to agree. I'm going to go Sanu. Yeah, it's unanimous. All right, Rick, let's move on. We got, we got time for one or two more. That was Corey. Let's go to Dusty. There's an awesome name, Dusty in Philly. This should be easy, Rick, and a PPR Dusty. McCoy or your boy, Ajayi. Dusty, the American dream. It's all impressions Dusty. today. <laughs> Who knew you were such a cunning mimic? I had no idea. <laughs> no, what was the question again? I was, I was working on my Dusty Rude. <laughs> uh, the question was... Uh, the How son of a plumber. Yeah, exactly. It, it's <laughs> oh, McCoy. Yeah. It's a terrible. Oh yeah, not even close. It's a terrible matchup for McCoy, but I'm Ajayi. not. I'm not messing with him. All right, let's let's knock two more out here. Vince from Jersey. That's a Jersey name, old Vince. I like it. Start two in a PPR. Demarco, Michael Ingram, or Latavius. Now that's tough. Okay, we had mm. Murray, Murray from Latavius, and what was the other one? Christine Michael. Kristen Michael. Oh, I keep calling him Christine. <sighs> okay. Well, I think uh I think I'm starting C Mike and Murray. Uh uh Ingram has been mm, 
I just don't love New Orleans offense, and they've been getting Cadet more involved in the passing game. And Ingram's touches are way down from last year where we thought they'd be this year. And Latavius against Tennessee, that's that's not a horrible run to Tennessee. And uh, the other backs have been starting, Dwayne Washington and Jalen, have been uh, starting to steal a few carries. So I guess Murray, Mike. I think I'm going to have to agree with him. Oh, I, wow. I thought for sure you'd go, you'd go Latavius. I did. He said Latavius. No, he didn't. He's taking Murray and Christine Michael. Oh, I know you're taking sorry, Latavius. Sorry, Latavius Murray. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> I, I, you know, we were both wrong. I'm with Scott. I'm taking DeMarco and Kristen. I'm going. You you're know, going the Murray. I'm you're definitely going DeMarco go- and Latavius. No, actually, I think I will go Michael, but I'm going Latavius. Right, you love I, Latavius. I don't mind the matchup against Tennessee, quite frankly. Well, you cannot mind it right to a loss this week, my friend. Well, I'll tell you what. I will pitch my tent on Latavius Murray Island <laughs> any day of the week, pal. Oh, that just painted an ugly picture for me. All right, real quick, last question, and we got to shut it down. I like this question. This is fun. This is a super flex league, so you can use a Q- QB at the I'll just use his word. I can use QBs at the flex, and I have to pick between Kelvin Benjamin and Tyrod Taylor for my flex. Who do I start? Well, Buffalo's going against that Arizona defense. I still think I'm going Kelvin. Well, you know, geez, flex. Oh, jeez. Benjamin. Who is his his wide receiver receiver starters? Yeah, you don't have Benjamin starting. I don't understand this one at all, but I'm still going Benjamin. I don't care that it's against the Vikings defense and we're we're holding teams down. Benjamin is still going to get his. Give me Benjamin, but, man, I I would really reconsider what other wide receivers he has. He must have, like, I don't know, like Cooks maybe or I don't don't know. know. Yeah, hopefully maybe he can write back in. I always want to play the quarterback in the flex, but not with a talent the likes of Kelvin Benjamin there. I think it's going to be a struggle for Tyrod. That's going to be an ugly game. So I'm going to play Kelvin Benjamin, and that flexes all as well. All right, we are way up against the clock. Scott, thanks so much for joining us. Why don't you tell everybody where they can get more of this sage advice and wisdom from you? Oh, you can find me on Twitter, at ScottFish24. Uh, you will be seeing pictures of Rick Briggs uh, pitching a tent with Latavius Murray and pictures <laughs> of uh, Rick Flieger on Ryan Matthews Island uh, in short order. Oh, I can't wait to see it. All right, Scott, thanks so much. We'll talk to you again next week. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. All right, that is it. Thanks so much for joining us. Good luck this week. You can continue the conversation at Asylum Football on Twitter, asylumfootball at gmail.com. We will answer questions right up until the final bell. We'll be back Wednesday or Thursday, 8 o'clock Eastern, Arena Sports Network, arenasportsnet.com, asylumfantasysports.com. Until Thursday, we'll see you. Take care. No name chump when they know that I'm a star. This is Tony Loki. Is that, is that a type of like lunch or something? It's a rapper. See, I don't mind this one. It has some music, actually, music in it. You are mocking me. You're a Tone Loke fan. Rick Briggs, Tone Loke fan. Nah. This brother told me a secret. 